Hello and welcome to the latest Lancet podcast. Richard Lane with you here on Friday, November the 30th. And in this week's podcast, it's to highlight a three-part zoonosis series. In a moment, you're going to hear from one of the authors on one of the papers, Andy Dobson, who is also profiled in this week's issue. But just before we hear from him, to mention, well worth the read, is the main editorial this week, which is looking ahead to beyond 2015, beyond the Millennium Development Goals. Some interesting thoughts there, which would be good to hear what readers and listeners think. But back to the main focus this week, which is, as I say, on a three-part series about zoonosis. And remarkably, I thought, more than half of human infections actually arise from our friends in the animal kingdom. There's a huge link between zoonotic infections and human health, but that link has not always been apparent. But certainly through this series, and certainly through the work of Andy Dobson, who you're about to hear from, we're going to get a much better, more holistic, broader view, a macroscopic view of the relationship between animal and human health. Professor Andy Dobson, many thanks indeed for talking to The Lancet. Why is a zoonosis series relevant and important for Lancet readers? And Tell us a little bit about the paper that you've actually worked on in the series. I think it's very important because we're, we're coming out of a period of forgetting about zoonotic diseases. We, we, we've tended to focus a lot on diseases that are purely human diseases. And then we're realizing as we massively develop the rest of the world, our exposure to zoonotic diseases, diseases we share with wild animals, has begun to increase. And so we've seen recent things like Ebola in parts of Africa. We've had SARS. We get rabies from bats and, and from dogs. So there's been a sudden realization that these diseases that we need to pay much more attention to. Now, what the special features do are, are, are look at different aspects of that. What the, the paper I'm involved with gives a sort of overview of just what sort of proportion of diseases that humans get are zoonotic, and it's a scary sort of 60-70% of diseases that, that humans get can also be shared with other species. And in fact, we knew this from back at the beginning of the AIDS epidemic, when lots of the diseases that people were getting be because they had immune systems that weren't working as efficiently. They were just picking up all sorts of things from their pets. So zoonotic diseases would very much be things that people share with their cats and their dogs. And then if you work on a farm, you will start picking things up from cattle, sheep, and indeed looking back through history, the majority of the infectious diseases that humans have are things that have come from us, mainly from our domestic animals. Tell us a little bit uh, about... Your, your take then on, on your specific paper, because you're looking very much at the ecology, aren't you, of zoonosis? Well, again, this is another uh, main development in, in medicine and health over the last 20, 25 years. Uh, going very back to the, the, the work of the, the, the two people I trained with, Roy Anderson and, and Bob May, who realized that to understand the way that diseases work in populations, we need to think of it as, as, as an ecological problem. And, and, and the curious flip side to that is that, that the ecologists up until uh, the mid-1970s, beginning 1980s, had tended to ignore uh, parasites and disease as an ecological process. But when, when you step back further and, and sort of look at the broad array of uh, uh, biological diversity, uh, at least 50 to 60% of the species that share the planet with us are parasites on the other 40%. And it may be that 90-95% of the species out there are actually parasites or pathogens on the, the, the tiny 5% of free-living species. So it meant that we needed much more focus on studying parasites as an ecological problem, 
but also to, to look at how things like HIV was going to impact human populations or how influenza might uh, in, impact human populations, we needed to have a sort of population level understanding uh, of how to control diseases, not at the level of the individual, but at the population level by vaccination or control measures. And it's really been a sort of renaissance period for the last 25 years, very much stimulated by, by mathematical biologists and then ecologists getting interested in, in, in how diseases work in populations. That, that, that's completely changed our, the, the way we look at diseases. We've gone from the microscope, if you like, to the macroscope and seeing a bigger picture. Many thanks indeed to uh, Andy Dobson for his help and do look out for his profile which is in the issue dated December the 1st to the 7th as well as the series itself. The first series article is about the ecology of zoonoses. The second paper is called Drivers, Dynamics and Control of Emerging Vector-Borne Zoonotic Diseases. And the final paper, intriguingly and importantly, is entitled Prediction and Prevention of the Next Pandemic Zoonosis. That's all for this week. See you next time.